made this eclectic playlist for my friend Serena. Her birthday is next week, and she wants people to make playlists for her. This is the one that you've been playing? Tonight? Yeah. Tonight? <laughs> it's sick. You sounded so concerned. I've been, I've been lit up about every song that's come up. What is this? Oh, The Cure. What else is on here? Running Up That Hill. A Doy. I'm not even going to play it. Valley Queen. Rod Stewart. Is it? What is it? Is it? Is it? I don't know. Let's start. This is my first time hearing the beginning. Let's just like play this softly in the background for a while. I've listened to this song no less than 30 times. I'm going to listen to it. In fact, right now. <laughs> We're listening to it right now. But I want to listen to the story. Oh. I'm going to pull it up on my YouTube right now so I don't forget it to listen after. It takes a Sunday morning. How I wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. It's not even the first thing that comes up. Oh, well, I guess because Amarillo is a color. Oh, yeah. Tony Christie. Okay, got it. Guess what I prepared for this time. What? A new segment, the title of which just came to me today. Oh Momentary. I was calling it Mom's Thoughts, but that's just because another podcast had th- a segment of someone's thoughts. And I was like, I can't call it Mom's Thoughts. I can't steal that. So um, <laughs> it's called Momentary. Okay, wait. I'm going to turn off. Quiet, you. <laughs> I uh, made my mother... I was it was uh, I went to my parents' house for two weeks, and I made her watch the pilot of Lost, and she said, "Wait, actually, I like it." So we ended up watching eighteen episodes of Lost. That was the end of the segment, (laughs) and that was momentary. Play the theme. (laughs) We can keep this song if we make it the theme to something. (laughs) What if my mom hates this song and this is her theme song? Dab it, dab it. Worth it. Okay. We just replaced the song that Zach made for us. But we'll still say Zach wrote it. <laughs> Zach gets sued. As long as we're in the clear. Okay, so I boiled down her um, some of her comments um, from the first six episodes. Most of them are just a couple bullet points. But, like, the pilot, she had a lot of thoughts about... First of all, she said, is this a situation? <laughs> she stuttered like an she idiot. She was drunk. <laughs> First of all, she said, is this a situation where he's just going to die regarding oh. Jack in the pilot? <gasps> and I said, guess what? He almost did. She also questioned who put him in charge the way I was. She was cracking up at Boone. She said, what a dumbass!" But then she said, wait, look at his eyes, though. Mom hates Shannon. What? She voted her off this episode, for one. She said, Mom says, you don't have to take a couple flying lessons to know the transceiver is in the black box in the cockpit, so Kate shouldn't be so impressed that Jack knows that. I didn't know that. I guess, fuck us. All right. She's pretty certain there were multiple monsters in this, and they might be dinosaurs. She also thinks that they're dinosaurs? Yeah. Didn't Mora? Yeah, wait, but did you did you say that, like, did you tell her that my sister thinks no. they're dinosaurs? She just had that thought on her own? Yeah. Wow. 
As soon as Jack took a drink, mom said, is he an alcoholic? Because she knows TV rules. <laughs> no one is allowed to drink. She agrees with me that Locke's orange peel smile is the stuff of nightmares. What? Later when he's enjoying the rain pouring on him, she said, yeah, there's something wrong here. <laughs> she doesn't trust him for a second. She said, why does Charlie keep saying you all, everybody over and over? Is there no other song or is there no other part of this song? No. And the answer is no, there wasn't at that time. The jump scares get her so good on this show. She screamed when the first pilot's body flew through the door. She screamed when the second pilot got sucked up (laughs) through the top. Uh, Remember in the pilot episode when I asked who I'm supposed to be attracted to or who I'm tuning in for? Yeah. I asked mom and here's her take. Uh Uh-oh. Number one, Boone's eyes are pretty. Number two, DDK is hot. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I asked her about this today, actually. Um... And she says, going by not just looks, I find Hurley the most appealing. Up through episode 18, he's the only one who hasn't creeped me out or annoyed me. Yeah. The only one. She Whoa, says, that's that's a bold thing to say. Yeah. There's a lot of characters on this show. And they've all annoyed you except for Hurley. Or creeped her out, one or the other. She says, maybe we're supposed to be attracted to superhero doctor. And then finally she said, Naveen is hot. So the answer is everybody. (laughs) I thought she was team Charlie for a while because every like Charlie scene, she kept being like, oh, but then I brought that up and she was like, what? No. And I was like, (laughs) no. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I told her um, that there's going to be a big reveal about Locke in the first pew, pew, the The first pew episodes. The per pew episodes. And I asked her to guess. So she guessed, A, he's a murderer, B, he's a terrorist, or C, he's a magical being that made all of this happen. The answer is all three. (laughs) As far as pilot part two, she immediately figured out that Charlie had hidden drugs in the bathroom. And when she saw Kate on the plane, she guessed that she would be the one in handcuffs. So nice try show. Uh, Yeah. I mean, okay. I mean, you know that I didn't know what he was doing in the bathroom. You had to tell me that. You thought he was pooing. (laughs) She's predicting that this is an alternate dimension. She says maybe they'll never age regarding the island. Her MVP in this episode was Hurley and she voted off Sawyer. She says, Sawyer is handsome. We hate him immediately. He's mean to everyone. Sawyer is handsome. We hate him immediately. (laughs) Um, regarding episode three, Tabula Raza. Here are a couple things I noticed, actually, in my rewatch. Shannon says, Boone doesn't believe in guns. He goes on marches. I'm really missing our boy. Like, everything that... She keeps sort of dropping things that fill in his character. Like, she's like, oh, he's a liberal and stuff. Yeah. And <laughs> everything she said about him in my rewatch, I w- just, like... I was so warmed. I was so charmed. I hope that, like having shannon there i hope that like we continue to develop boone's character post-mortem i don't think people want him really yeah like in the reviews people are like yeah the reason why you kill off boone is because boone's disposable he doesn't add anything to the island mystery (laughs) jesus yikes harsh (laughs) at another point boone says to shannon the ocean's not going to take your gold card which would indicate to me that these are a couple of rich, privileged siblings. But we know now that Shannon wasn't rich and privileged the way Boone was. Yeah. Yeah. So why would he say that? I, yeah. I I think that the writers just like forgot that they decided wrote that. that. <laughs> because also, if you look at, I watched Ian Summerholder's audition 
and the sides were totally different. And mm. she says something like, you don't think daddy has a boat coming to pick us up or something? Oh. So they changed their minds about that. Um, again, I wrote mom hates gin in episode three. Another jump scare got her, which is the marshal choking out Kate. Episode four walk about her MVP was Locke, actually. Oh, and God. she voted off Shan. I didn't tell mom about Team Jack versus Team Sawyer. Team Yahoo versus Team Slim Slam. So at this point, mom was leaning toward Saeed and Kate because they work well together. Yeah. They do, I, don't they? I um, That's kind of the way I was leaning. In episode five, White Rabbit, mom guessed first try that Jack reported his dad to the hospital board. I was like, I was like, do you have any predictions After about what? I asked her, like... I was like, what, what do you think he might have done? Like, why do you think the mom said after what you did? And she was like, probably reported him to the hospital board for some issue. And I was like, oh. Jesus Christ. Wow. This show can't slip anything past her. Okay. And then the last one I have today is episode six, House of the Rising Sun. I asked my mom about Korean people and black people. She says a lot of Korean people have come into black neighborhoods and they own a lot of businesses and there have been complaints of them being rude to black people. She said it, um, Los Angeles is a good example. There's a lot of prejudice between the two. Huh. So it's like, I don't know. Okay. I know that you can't stand Jack usually, Caroline. So I decided to ask my mom at this point how she's feeling about him. I didn't lead her feelings in any way. I was just like, what do you think? Six episodes in. And her one single complaint is his buzz cut. <laughs> That's the only really? thing wrong with Jack is <laughs> his hair. I noted on my rewatch that people keep being designated the sheriff. So, like, <laughs> previously Sawyer was like, oh, if you're the boss of us, Kate, won't you take the marshal's badge? And then later he deemed Jack the sheriff because of the gun briefcase. In this episode, Michael calls Saeed sheriff when they're dealing with the watch issue. Huh. I didn't realize before that Adam and Eve had a dark and light stone in their pockets. It looks like the backgammon theme again or the dark light theme. That totally went over my head. Oh, they did? Yeah, like, they're, like, a couple of corpses, and they have these stones. <laughs> they know. have these eyeballs. <laughs> I noticed that one of them, I think Michael, says, time doesn't matter on a damn island. So there's that time motif again. Ooh. In this episode, Jin stares at Walt. I think it's regarding the physical altercation. So he's considering the child of which, his... Which episode? In episode six, I think it's when they're fighting over the oh. watch. Um, and so he's clearly, he took a moment to like care about a kid again. Yeah. He's like always, he's always like regarding kids and seeing how they feel about things. Yeah. Just saying. I don't know what that's, what's going to come of that. Mom is very strongly team caves. She can't understand why anyone would stay on the beach she says the simple solution is take turns spending the night on the beach to keep watch for a boat or signal a plane. Yeah. And I was like, fine, whatever. I was like, just wait till they cave in, bitch. <laughs> but in this episode, she was like, one of them must speak English, right? I'm like, come on. Oh, yeah. And finally, she voted off son's dad in this episode before he even appears on the show. He's out, says mom. Why is that? Oh, because what? Because, because... In Jin in the oh, flashbacks. She, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. She was like, what I do remember. you do for my father? And he doesn't say. Well, nice. I, okay, I went back and I watched the scene 
where Jack, like, looks at Boone's leg and says that, like, what is it? It's compartment syndrome. It's, yeah. like, and, and he realizes that it's because it was crushed. Yeah. I understand now more why he was so quick to think that, like, there was something malicious going on with Locke. Because, like, that does, that, I, I think that I would think the same thing. I would be, like... Locke did something because like why would he say that he fell off a cliff yeah (sighs) yeah I I, the eternal question (laughs) I didn't think of of this until he said it in this episode that the reason why he's so angry is because he like his medical care was reflective of what Locke said happened and so yeah he Jack is suggesting that like Boone might not have died. Yeah, like which, he didn't like, really is that true? Murder him. Well, it's possible. Like, had if if they had known right away that that leg was fucked up, then maybe they could have amputated it in in a safe way. Yeah, they wouldn't have done that transfusion probably if he had known about like all the internal bleeding. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because if if it's, I I mean I guess I don't know enough about. You're not a doctor, just to be clear. And I and I might faint talking about this, but like <laughs> if there's a lot of internal bleeding going on and you're pumping blood into someone, is that blood just bleeding further and further into Yeah, that's a good point. Like at what point does the circuit of the veins it depends on where the internal bleed is coming from. I would assume. Eee, let's talk about something else. Um Let's talk about this lighthearted episode. Okay, should we just start? Hell yeah. This episode, The Greater Good, directed by David Grossman. This is the only episode of Lost that he directed, but he did direct 52 episodes of Desperate Housewives. Ooh. That's what he's most famous for. Um, this premiered on May 4th, 2005. A couple days before that, on May 1st, Dr. Kenneth Clark dies of cancer at age 90 do you know who that is no well he and his wife mamie clark were psychology's hottest couple (laughs) they met at howard university uh mamie had originally gone for physics and math and kenneth for political science but they both ended up receiving their bachelor's and master's in psychology there Although Mamie's mother wanted her to wait until she graduated to get married, they eloped during their senior year. <gasps> After that, uh, they attended, they both, both of them attended Columbia University and were the first two African Americans to earn doctorate, to earn a doctorate in psychology from Columbia. Wow. Um, and then Kenneth was actually also taught by the first African American to receive a doctorate in psychology, period. Damn. Um, and his name was Francis Cecil Sumner. They are most famous for their doll experiment of 1947, um, in which the Clarks studied young black children between the ages of two and seven, giving them two dolls, one black, one white, and asked them questions about the dolls. You've probably heard of it. It's a very famous study. They ask questions like, which doll is the pretty doll? Which doll is the ugly doll? Which one's the bad doll? Which one's the nice doll? And they found that the majority of children uh, preferred the white doll and concluded that by the age of five... Uh, they learned, quote, to be colored in American society is a mark of inferior status. The official title of the experiment was Emotional Factors in Racial Identification and Preference in Negro Children. 
and exposed internalized racism in black children, um, and that the self-hatred was more acute in children attending segregated schools. So the study was not done with the Supreme Court in mind, but it became very influential in Brown versus the Board of Education, Mm. um, and the Clarks were expert witnesses in several of the school desegregation cases. I love that. Yeah. And uh, Mamie had died of cancer. They both died of cancer. I couldn't figure out what kind. Um, She had died years earlier in 1983. You ready for the movie? Yeah. Balian of Ibelin. I didn't check the uh, pronunciation on any of this. Travels to Jerusalem. Uh, during the Crusades of the 12th century, and there he finds himself as the defender of the city and its people. Okay, there's no way I would have seen this. I also forgot what the title of the movie is. (laughs) I'm fucking up. We love a logline and no title. No title, because I don't don't write down the title, uh, because usually I know it, but this one... Why would you? Um... Okay. Starring Orlando Bloom, Eva Green, and Liam Neeson. Also features wow. Michael Sheen, Nikolai Coaster Waldo. We were just talking we about him. We were just talking about him. Edward Norton and Ian Glenn, also from Game of Thrones. Wait, who's that? He's a uh, Khaleesi. He's he's um oh, fucking yeah. Jora Man, what a cast. Maybe I'll see this. What's it called? It's called Kingdom of Heaven. Orlando Bloom suffered from a month of flu during the movie and a couple hand injuries from sword fighting. Um, And the director, Ridley Scott, received many letters of thanks and congratulations from Muslim groups for his even-handed depiction of the religion. Which, in 2005, yeah, big deal. Yeah. Um, You ready for the song? Yeah. What do you think the top track in the U.S. was? Oh, what did I write down? Oh, I was thinking empire state of mind i don't know what year that song came out okay irresistibly delicious for some mom and me for the micros and the creamiest ever must have smoothies this fucking lady delicious more on and breeze please okay but actually Throwback. It's Holla Bat Girl. <laughs> <laughs> Did she do Sweet Escape? Is that her song? Yeah. <laughs> Is Tom Hanks in Forrest Gump? <laughs> <laughs> you uh, want to see how this music video starts? Yeah. It starts with her podcasting as an audio platform. So I have to also describe what's going on. It starts off with her taking a picture. <laughs> Of a group of Asian girls. Oh, yeah, she was really into kawaii. She was? I thought, wait, was it not her? One of the pop stars was doing kawaii for a long time. Oh, really? I just thought it was wild to me that (laughs) she said that. Okay, that's it. That's all I got. Oh, my God, I forgot. (laughs) I forgot what else I prepared for tonight. Um... Tonight, we'll conclude our two-part series on the ways to get a husband. (gasps) If all you gals out there failed last time, here's some more tips. 
be friendly to ugly men. Whoa. <laughs> handsome is as handsome does. I'm not sure what that means. Does it mean be with someone who's handsome on the inside? I have no idea. Because that's okay. <laughs> be nice to everybody. They may have an eligible brother or son. <laughs> You never know. You can't go around being a bitch because what if they're going to hook you up with someone? Don't room with a girl who is a sad sack and let her pull you down to her level. Oh, shit. You're right. I need to move out. (laughs) Don't take a job in a company run largely by women. What? How are you going to meet those work boyfriends? (laughs) Get a government job overseas. Where? Is that any other? Do they country? explain that at all? No. I would love to have some explanation. <laughs> what country are we talking about? First of all, get a job demonstrating fishing tackle in a sporting goods store. Fishing tackle? What's that? Like uh, tackle is like the hooks and the bait that you why demonstrating fish with. that. I don't know. Like, do they hire people? <laughs> I guess if you work at Dick's Sporting Goods, you have to be knowledgeable in the different areas so people can ask you about it. And then that's how you meet your husband, Caroline. What? Someone who fishes. Get lost at football games. Get lost and yeah. cry in a corner? Yeah, I guess. Like, why can't you just introduce yourself to a man at a football game? Why do you have to be lost? You need to trick them into thinking that you're dumber than you are. Yeah, that's what these all are. Go back to your hometown for a visit. The wild kid next door may have become a very eligible bachelor while you were away. This seems like a personal experience this person had. Okay. The wild kid next door. Go to all reunions of your high school or college class. There may be widowers there. (laughs) Not even just single men. (laughs) This feels like it's trying to tell me I'm There may be widowers. (laughs) Like, okay, just because you failed to get married doesn't mean these men failed to get married, but hopefully they died. Hopefully one of them dead. On a plane, train, or bus, don't sit next to a woman. Sit next to a man. <laughs> I'm glad they clarified that last Good, part. good, good. Tell your friends that you are interested in getting married. Don't keep it a secret. <laughs> I don't know who's keeping it a secret. Volunteer for jury duty. Volunteer? No, fuck <laughs> that. That one really blew me away. And finally... <laughs> Don't be afraid to associate with more attractive girls because they may have some leftovers. <gasps> I'm so upset by this article. This is so sad. I hate whatever magazine this came from, but I love the person who sent it to me, and that's Andrea Fisher Voitko. <laughs> <laughs> wow. On that. No, let's get into this episode, which is really similar and going to have a lot of the same themes. The greater good. Parentheses, sides. Did you notice that? It has two titles. Like apparently on the DVD, it's also called sides, which I don't, is it like choosing sides? I guess. Is it like whose side are you on? Whose side? Yeah. Why didn't they call it that? 
<laughs> Which That's side pro- are you on? <laughs> That's probably the name on the soundtrack. God. Since they have so much fun there. Here I am again with another side episode. His story is so heavy. And also, I don't know anything about the Middle East, so I'm always worried I'm going to say something stupid. <laughs> Here we go again, second time around. The first thing I have to say is, how dare they show her sucking face in the previously on Lost? That camera angle wasn't even in the last episode. Oh, really? They used different footage of close-up makeout, and it felt like we were supposed to be like, God, look at this while her brother's dying. And of course, it didn't show her saying, like, let's take it slow to respect his feelings. It was just like everyone being like, where's Shannon? Where's his sister? And then them being like... Uh, yeah, I the show like that. wants us to hate Shannon. Yeah. Ugh. We open on Saeed and Shannon sitting with Boone's body. Saeed asks if there's anything he can do for Shannon. He says Boone was brave to the end. He wouldn't let Jack use up the antibiotics and wouldn't let Jack take his leg. I want someone to play with my hair when I'm dead. The way that she oh, was yeah. playing with his hair. That was weird. We we don't um touch corpses enough. <laughs> Let's start that up. I'm going to put it in my will that everyone has to kiss me on the lips at my wake. And will you be embalmed? Or are you going to go boon style? Baba boon. <laughs> in flashback. <laughs> Said is led through Heathrow Airport in handcuffs to an interrogation room. Inside, he's introduced to CIA agent Alyssa Cole and ASIS agent Robbie Hewitt. I believe that's the Australian Secret Intelligence Service. Although, did you notice how fucked up the subtitles were in this episode? I noticed I didn't egregious. have my subtitles on at that point. There were some really egregious examples of Uh-oh. someone not being able to understand accents in this. Um, 300 pounds of C4 explosives were stolen from an army base outside of Melbourne by a terrorist cell. One of the members of the cell is Assam Tazir, with whom Saeed shared a room at Cairo University, this it sub- is so funny that his college roommate, this is his college roommate. Can you imagine? If your roommate was a terrorist. If you, if the CIA forced, that sounds like the fucking, the pacifier or some shit. Like it's that my sounds college like- roommate's birthday today. Oh. Shout out to Brian. Happy birthday, Brian. <laughs> the pacifier. The subtitle said Cara University because the the guy was Australian, so he was like, "Oh, you should get a roommate, Cara University." Cara University. But I looked up Cara, like K A R A University, and there is a school in Africa in Togo called Maybe University of Cara. <laughs> so I was like, "Who is writing this?" I mean, I'm assuming Saeed went to school in Egypt, not Togo, because I think that the national language in Egypt is Arabic. So mm. probably, if Saeed will. Infiltrate this cell through his friendship with Isam. The CIA will tell Saeed where he can find Noor Abedjazim, my gal. But nobody calls her Noor. It's Mm. Nadia. So now we know how Saeed ended up in Australia. In the present day, Kate's wearing a cool striped top and her hair looks pretty. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the recap. (laughs) She finds Jack, who is running erratically through the jungle looking for Locke. He's sleep-deprived, low on blood, and furious. He looks crazy. He does such a good job of looking absolutely. In this episode, his eyes were, like, never open all the way and never looking at one spot. Yeah. Good job, MF. Oh, that's a cool initials. Nice. He's furious because he based his medical treatment of Boone on Locke's story that he'd fallen off a cliff. 
This is the second time that Jack has hysterically run in circles through the jungle looking for someone. Ugh. Jack feels that if he'd been properly informed from the beginning, he might have been able to save Boone, and thus he sees Locke as a murderer for lying. Thanks for laying all that out for me, <laughs> Lostpedia. Kate asks him to come back to camp because the group needs leadership. Hurley and Jack carry Boone's remains to the burial site for a funeral. The entire camp is present and somber. Jack asks Shannon to say a few words about her brother, but she can't. After a pregnant pause, Saeed gives the following eulogy. I didn't know Boone very well, and for that I am sorry. On our sixth day here, a woman named Joanna died. She drowned, and Boone was the first one into the water. I didn't know him, but I remember his courage, and I know he will be missed. As Saeed finishes, Locke arrives, still covered in Boone blood. I wrote what in all caps. Like, <laughs> that was insane. I wrote, is this the funeral equivalent of objecting at someone's <laughs> wedding? Like, that was so disruptive to everyone's oh, grieving. Shit. Most of all, Shannon. If I die before you, I'm going to put it in my stipulations that you have to show up in Covered a bloody in your t-shirt. Blood. <laughs> it was my fault. He takes the blame for Boone's death and tries to explain the circumstances. The beechcraft in the tree, his leg, the radio, the plane falling, almost everything. Now he everything. tells us about the radio? Now? Yeah. Almost everything. Not the hatch. Happened because he was trying to help us. He was a hero. I'm really glad the show eulogized him as a hero because he really was trying so hard to be a golden boy in every episode. Yeah. Jack has heard enough. He tackles Locke and starts to pummel him, screaming that Locke lied. Finally, Sawyer and Charlie manage to pull him off. Jack collapses from sheer exhaustion. I'm really shocked at Jack losing his cool like that. I mean, he's lost his cool on several occasions, but we've never seen him scream at someone in anger. Yeah, and Sawyer was restraining him. <laughs> yeah. Which was wild. A bit later, Saeed, Kate, and Son walk Jack back to his tent and try to calm him down. Jack insists Locke is lying. He tells them Boone's last words about the hatch and how Locke had told him not to tell. The man is hiding something. Jack, listen to me. What we need is for the one doctor on this island to get some sleep. I'm fine. I don't need it. Jack, you need some rest. Come on. In Australia, in flashback, Saeed is praying in a mosque and watching Isam, who is praying a few rows in front of him. Towards the end of the prayer, Isam turns and recognizes Saeed. Saeed meets up with him outside the mosque, and the two catch up on old times. Isam has been in Sydney for about a year working as a lumberjack, despite having earned a degree in philosophy. He says, I'm a tree cutter. I cut trees. <laughs> He's okay. <laughs> Wait, what's that song? You I got it. all night, and I work all day. Leave it in. That was classic. That's gold. <laughs> Write that down. Write that down. Said inquires about Zada, Isam's wife, and learns she was killed some time ago by a stray bomb while shopping. Said gives his condolences, and Isam invites Said to come to his apartment. In Isam's apartment, his roommates, <laughs> Yusef and Haddad, are playing a video <laughs> game. Playing, he really is visiting, like, college friends. Like, yeah. people... <laughs> I was shocked. I was shocked by that. I was also very disappointed that Saeed didn't join them. <laughs> the internet kept telling me that um, the game was significant, but it's like, it's not significant now. It's like significant to the show. 
I forget what game it was, but they're like, they're playing such and such. Is it a game such. that exists? Yeah. And it's like, oh, in the game, the, you know, uh, the game is about like these people doing this thing similar to Lost. And I was like, okay, I'm not reading any further. <laughs> Greater um, good Lost. It's like, I can't name a game. That Last of Us, Half-Life. Super Mario Friends? <laughs> Half-Life. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I have never played Half-Life, and I can't, I don't know why that would be significant. We should probably just cut this out because <laughs> neither of us have anything to say. <laughs> Said is introduced, and during the course of small talk, he notices an electronic surveillance device in the smoke detector. Saeed takes Haddad's cigarette, holds it up to the alarm, and nothing happens. This is what he's saying when he suspects a bug. I've had the misfortune of being landlocked for several years. The last beach I was at was Shantashik. With you, Assam, remember? I don't know if that was supposed to be significant to anything or if that was just a slick maneuver to change the subject, but yeah. either way, Saeed takes apart the alarm and finds a listening device. Isam explains to Haddad... That was and- so hot. hundred <laughs> percent. Hassan and Yusuf that Saeed knows of such things because of his past in the Iraqi Republican Guard. Haddad suggests it may have been fate that brought Saeed to them. Back to the present, Jack isn't the only one in dire need of rest. As Charlie and Son are trying to convince a haggard-looking Claire to sleep. Ouch, lost Petey. Haggard? She looks great. She looked normal. She was glowing. Compare her to Jack. <laughs> Assholes. She's afraid to, in case something should happen to the baby, and she's not at all reassured when Charlie calls him turnip head. No one's going to take this baby except for maybe Charlie. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> Charlie just disappears with turnip head. <laughs> Charlie convinces her by swearing he will personally guard the baby until she wakes up. Down the beach, a grieving Shannon sits alone. Locke walks over tentatively and offers her Boone's belongings. They talk about how brave and how stubborn Boone was. Locke acknowledges Shannon's grief and anger, offers his condolences, and asks for forgiveness. As he leaves, Shannon watches him walk away, and she begins to cry. Back at Saeed's tent, Shannon reminds Saeed he offered to help her. The only thing she wants is revenge on John Locke. This is the plot of Much Ado About Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) At Jack's tent, Kate has Jack drinking juice out of a bowl. That juice looked nasty. (laughs) It was like brown. (laughs) You only drink um, Kool-Aid, is that right? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) He tries to give it back to her, but she insists he finish it all. He needs to get his blood sugar back up. Jack tries to get up and find Locke again. Kate strongly advises that he lie down because she crushed sleeping pills into the juice that she gave him. That's the coolest thing she's ever done. That was tight. Slick maneuver. My favorite line in the entire episode is, you drugged me? Oh, okay. Because he wanted to sleep. sleep. Like, she knew exactly what he needed. Like... He can't let himself go to sleep because he puts all of this undue pressure on himself. But, like, if he's drugged and someone <laughs> makes him go to sleep, he knows he needs to take a nap. Imagine he's getting if, so cranky. Imagine if a male character did this to a female character. Oh, my though. God. No, that would not be good. Now Terry's shirtless and he looks great. Locke is at the caves trying to wash the blood out of his shirt. When Terry O'Quinn can get it. <laughs> He's a bad daddy. 
<laughs> when Saeed approaches, Saeed asks Locke to take him out to the beachcraft under the pretext of retrieving any working parts from the radio. Would you kill a man for your girlfriend, Caroline? Um, I, in this case, no. I was considering it. <laughs> As Saeed and Locke walk through the jungle towards the plane, <laughs> Saeed asks several questions of Locke, feeling him out as they go. Locke notices the interrogation and suspects that it's because Jack called him a liar in front of everyone at the funeral. Saeed doesn't deny it. Finally, they arrive at the downed craft. We need to talk about this. <laughs> I know what the charity horse is, John. <laughs> the tone of his voice. I know what the charity horse is, John. <sighs> Felt like they that were about to go laugh. into battle. <laughs> so hard. Flashback, Saeed and Assam are playing soccer in a park. Saeed's good at sports. He can do everything. Yeah. The conversation turns towards the plans of the cell. Haddad has been asking Saeed technical questions about blast radius and transport methods for explosives, but hasn't mentioned whether any have been acquired yet. Assam doesn't know, but he has been told his role in the mission. Assam is to martyr himself as a suicide bomber, but he has doubts. <laughs> Saeed relays this information to agents Cole and Hewitt. Did you see... I'll post it on the Instagram. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know how that man was standing. I didn't how even know who natural? he was. <laughs> who told him to put his foot up on that? But, like, Saeed. Saeed had his back fully way. to him. So I thought that that was, like, a random extra. <laughs> I was like, why is that man here? He's just jogging in a suit and stretching. <laughs> and then when he said a line in that wild accent, I was he like, said, oh, oh, it's him. <laughs> He pleads with them to help Isam get out. They refuse because if Isam disappears, the cell will become suspicious, scrap the mission, and the explosives will disappear again. The agents instruct Saeed to convince Isam to go ahead with the mission. Saeed refuses, and Agent Cole threatens to have the CIA arrest Nadia as an enemy combatant with a record of insurgency. If Saeed ever wants to see Nadia again, he will have to convince his friend Isam to blow himself up. <laughs> well, <laughs> the way... I didn't edit the last PD at all this time, so as I'm reading, I'm shocked by all the words coming out of my mouth. <laughs> Back on the present day beach, Charlie's having a hard time getting the baby to stop crying, and Hurley tries to help him out. They sing him a lullaby, check his diaper, and finally Hurley pulls out the big guns, but to no avail. Wow! I feel good! No, 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 no. I knew that I would now. No, 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 no. I feel good Also, he ends the song and a wave crashes behind them. Did you notice that? No. It crashed at the perfect moment. And I just like can imagine everyone on set like silently freaking out behind the camera. I'll bet they were shitting themselves. Uh, that baby is lucky to have Hurley sing to him. Also, Charlie called the baby the bloody thing. <laughs> Get fucked, baby. Ah. You should be so lucky. Uh, it's also funny that, like, we know Jorge can sing. We saw him in that video. Mm-hmm. And he's just screaming in this show. He's just yelling at a baby. <laughs> Maybe this will work. <laughs> the big guns. At the Beechcraft, Said expects the, inspects the wreckage, including the bags of heroin. Locke asks why Said doesn't trust him, and Said says a part of it is the gun in Locke's pocket he's kept a secret. Locke hands over the weapon and tells Saeed where it came from, but that isn't 
trustworthiness, according to Saeed, just adaptability. This part was hot, too. Yeah. Locke says, okay, you remember when you went to triangulate the signal and someone knocked you out and destroyed your equipment, Saeed? <laughs> that was me. jangly guitars okay i just remembered this but that makes it extra insane that he then told him that it was sawyer yeah and sawyer got stabbed and tortured (laughs) that's so crazy i just remembered that this guy's fucked up saeed grabs the gun in one hand and locks throat in the other Locke says he did it to protect the group because the message said it killed them it killed them all and it didn't seem like a good place to go i don't know if i buy this like everything he says i feel is he a just doesn't want to get off mark. the island he just doesn't yeah. want to leave i mean we'll see how things go in his flashbacks and whatnot because i can't learn anything about present day Locke. like it's he's so obtuse and then everything from his history just answers all your questions yeah Said then asks about the hatch. Locke sidesteps and says the plane has a hatch at each end. <laughs> I'm absolutely shaken by the news that Locked Locked knocked Locke knocked Said out. He has come out as anti-raft and anti-transceiver. <laughs> now we flash back to Said and Isam walking through Sydney. Isam is terrified and wants to back out. Said tells him to do it for the greater good. When Isam doubts the goodness of a suicide attack, Said tells him to do it for Zara. Someone must avenge her death. He said, I lost someone. I will never be whole again. There need to be consequences for those responsible. That's my duty. That is how I will honor her. Her dad was right. It was fate that brought us back together. Here we go talking about fate again. Oh my god. He decides to do it and he has side to go with him. Big yikes. <laughs> um <laughs> I really liked the actor playing his song. Um, but his dialect was cracking me the hell up. So I Googled him and he's like from Canada and he went to school in the American. I was just South, on his IMDB page because he looks so familiar and I can't yeah. figure out what I know him from. I thought he looked like Rolos Barza because <laughs> they have those big eyes. <laughs> But anyway, his delivery. I mean, I can't get enough. (laughs) Back in the present later in the day, Shannon is looking through Boone's bag that Locke brought her. He has a picture of the two of them in his wallet. (laughs) Which is what you do with a baby. Your child, maybe like, maybe. Maybe your girlfriend. Your like, yeah, a wedding photo. I don't know. Like, I just don't know. By the way, why is he sporting a high flush in the picture too? (laughs) Like at all times in his life. (laughs) He's suffering from that castaway sunburn (laughs) in the picture as well. Listen, me too. (laughs) Saeed asks Shannon to take a walk with him. I love the way he says her name. Every time he's like, Shannon, we need to talk about something. I'm like, he (laughs) he tells her he's spoken with Locke and believes Boone's death was honestly an accident. But Shannon is not satisfied. At the raft... Walt has questions about the safety of the raft, and Michael tries to reassure him. Charlie walks up with the crying baby, and Sawyer expresses his irritation at the sound of the crying. At the sound of Sawyer's voice, however, the baby immediately stops crying. Charlie says, you happy now? 
I was. Gotta play nursemaid, at least do the damn job. Hey, hey, say something else. Just say something, say anything. Okay, fine. I like that thing a lot better inside than I like it outside. He then chases him. Sawyer tries to like jog away. <laughs> Charlie chases him. Charlie starts following Sawyer around because it's the only thing that's worked so far. It's my far. favorite development. I was furious. Oh my god, I loved it so much. In that scene, Sawyer called Charlie Chucky and refers to old turnip head as baby Huey. At Jack's tent, a groggy Jack wakes up as Kate watches over him. This seems a little weird. Yeah. She's brought food, but he doesn't trust it. Suddenly, he notices the key to the gun case is missing from his necklace. He starts looking around frantically. Saeed notices the commotion and walks over to see what's going on. Jack assumes that Locke took it, of course, and is after the guns. But Saeed believes that someone else may be responsible. It starts pouring rain as Shannon pulls a gun from the case. <laughs> How did Shannon know about the guns? Um, is that common knowledge at this point? Did she overhear? She must know from Saeed. Um, I actually do know how she knows, but how? it's a spoiler. Oh. It said it on Lostpedia. It's a spoiler? Should we cut this out? How we, how she, no. I want to find out. Yeah. I mean, like, it said it under, I think, trivia on Lostpedia. It was like, oh. it was like, Shannon knows because of this. And I was well, like, I'm glad that it's like something that gets answered. Right. I didn't even notice. I didn't have that question. <laughs> in flashback, a van pulls up to Saeed as he leaves the apartment. Haddad and Issam tell him the time has come and to get in. They drive to a warehouse and get into a truck full of explosives. Haddad gives them both last-minute instructions and gives Issam a pistol in case of trouble. Then he leaves. As Issam starts the truck, Saeed tells him to stop. He admits to working with the CIA and offers Assam a 10-minute head start before he calls the authorities. Assam is furious at Saeed's betrayal, and he holds a gun to Saeed's throat. He says, you said it was for the greater good. You told me to do this just so you could find a woman you love. Instead of killing him, however, he says, I hope she makes you whole again and turns the gun on himself. Ugh. Wow. In present day jungle, Saeed, Jack, and Kate are sprinting in the rain. Saeed breaks into the clearing first and finds Shannon with a gun pointed at Locke. They all try to talk her down, but she doesn't believe them. Saeed tackles her just as she fires and Locke falls to the ground. Shannon is furious and runs away. Kate runs after her. Jack looks at Locke's grazed head and walks away disgusted, leaving Locke sitting <laughs> in the mud. He says, that's gross. <laughs> Still later, Charlie sits in Sawyer's tent with the baby while Sawyer reads from an automotive magazine. I, lo I love how on. angry he sounded while he was reading too, and the baby just loves it. I suppose it's not any different than me listening to Mark Maron's podcast to fall asleep. <laughs> the sound of his voice is still the only thing keeping the baby from crying as they find out whenever Sawyer stops reading. Claire walks up, curious, and sits down with them. Keep going. Keep keep going. Charlie. Beneath the hood, the 4.4 liter power plant features a fully integrated supercharger made into a six-speed transmission. I mean, now I want Sawyer to be Island yeah. Father of the Island, baby. Like, fuck everyone else. I'm furious that Sawyer is glasses guy and baby soothing oh, guy, though. Oh my god, him wearing those glasses, reading 
a car show? magazine to a baby, I was like, my heart grew 30 I was angry. Oh my God, I loved it. I give it a rest. They just keep trying to like take him down more pegs so that we'll like, like it or something. And I I won't let them manipulate me like that. (laughs) Why? (laughs) What is this new pattern of everything one of us likes, the other one's angry about? (laughs) We're not allowed to like the same things. Said stares at a now subdued Shannon from a distance. And Kate tries to comfort him. She says, you couldn't let her kill Locke. You had no choice. He says, there's always a choice. In the final flashback outside the warehouse, Agent Cole honors her end of the deal and tells Saeed that Nadia lives in Irvine, California. She gives him some money and a plane ticket for a flight to Los Angeles, which leaves in two hours. Assam's covered body is being wheeled away. What happens to his body? He was a terrorist, so he's not exactly getting a state funeral. What happens to his body? After it's released, he'll be cremated. It's our favorite guy. This is in contravention to Muslim tradition, and Saeed demands to take a different flight so he may claim the body and make proper funeral arrangements. <laughs> the agents agree, and he will be booked the next day. <laughs> God. Cut to present. Locke sits at the fire, putting a salve on his head. Saeed approaches, and Locke thanks him for saving his life. Saeed explains that he did it because he senses that Locke will be their best hope for survival on the island. The greater good. He did it for the greater good. Right. But he doesn't forgive Locke, and he doesn't trust him. I also just realized, I remembered that Locke said to Boone, like, we'll need Saeed on our team. So they both kind of have this... We'll need him on our side. They have they have a similar regard for each other. Yeah. Except now Locke's in the doghouse. Because <laughs> Saeed didn't bonk anyone on the head. Saeed demands Locke take him to the hatch. Locke tries to sidestep again, but Saeed won't hear any more lies. Mm-mm. And that's that. God. Um, I feel like I had a question... Oh, oh my god. Okay, so do you think that maybe one of the reasons why Locke didn't say anything about the plane at the beginning was because of the heroin statues? And he maybe didn't want Charlie to see it? Like, maybe he didn't want everyone to see all of this heroin. Oh. Yeah, I mean, he's the one that cares the most about the heroin issue. So if anyone's gonna hide that, it's gonna be him. And then I, I didn't check that scene to see because he was holding one when he was showing Saeed the plane mm-hmm. but it could be that like maybe he wants to like get rid of it before people come check out the plane because like if if people find out that like a plane crashed that was smuggling heroin like whether or not people want to do the heroin word's gonna get around because that's fucking crazy yeah. and so then Charlie's gonna find out mm-hmm yeah. I don't know what his state of mind was when he was, like, carrying Boone's body and being like, oh, he fell off a cliff. Like, yeah, definitely that was a cover-up of his guilt, whether it was a cover-up of the heroin issue. Like, maybe he was in the, in the presence of mind to be, like, remembered to get rid of this yeah. before, before Charlie comes over here or finds out about a plane. It's possible. 
I've been struggling with the message of this episode. Saeed was told to convince Assam to do the bombing, so he convinced him by saying you can honor your loved one by avenging their death. We see Shannon wanting to honor her loved one by avenging his death, but Saeed ultimately doesn't want Shannon to shoot Locke or Assam to avenge his wife with a bombing. Mm-hmm. Is that it? That he actually Yeah, the parallel is there. That he doesn't like he doesn't actually agree with revenge killing at all. Yeah. Also, what was the plan as far as Nadia and Assam goes? If Assam hadn't shot himself, was he going to come up with a story to cover himself on how he let Assam get away like he did when he let Nadia get away? Oh. Said 100% wasn't going to perform a suicide bomb. We know that. He was in the position of A, letting Assam kill himself and others with a bomb, or B, letting Nadia be taken in by the CIA as a foreign insurgent or whatever. Well, okay, I don't think that they were ever... I don't think that... Assam was ever going to be able to get to the point where he uh, where he set off the bomb and killed a bunch of innocent people because the CIA was watching them. So, like, the CIA was following them and knew where they were Oh, um, in the truck. No, wait, I thought... Wait, are the Remember stakes that were... low? I thought that, that they really were convincing, convincing him to tell his friend to kill himself. Well... He he was. He was convincing him to to go through with the bombing. But he was never actually going to die? Yeah, because it was going to be a trap. Oh, fuck. So, so this CIA is exactly what I'm talking about. This is why I don't want to do any more side episodes, because I never know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because that's why they said, like, you have to convince him to do this. Because, like, and that's why Saeed had such a problem with it, because he was like, he doesn't actually want to do it. Yeah. So, like... It was, it was entrapment, basically. Okay. I thought he had to choose one or the other. I mean, he chose Nadia over Omar when he literally shot his friend to death. Yeah. But at least in this situation, he didn't have to choose one or the other. Um, well, RIP to Boone. And yeah. RIP to Assam. RIP Joanna. To the smugglers. And to Zara. Yes. I liked this episode. <laughs> yeah, Thoughts? me too. Here's some trivia. Saeed cocks the hammer on the pistol. He points at Locke, despite the fact that the pistol does not have a hammer. Oops. Okay. Um, and then the last thing is uh, when Sawyer references Baby Huey, that's a gigantic and naive infant duckling cartoon character from the early 1950s. Oh, I also looked at the user reviews for this episode and some people had some wacky things today to say the little songbird says could have done without hurley's i feel good that had the cringe factor and didn't add much you can get fucked too another a metaphysical shark called it vaguely embarrassing even for the detached viewer um flick jedi 719 says the only question i have with this episode is why Locke wore that bloody shirt for so dang long he showed up to boone's funeral and later walked up to shannon to have a one-on-one conversation with her in the shirt covered in boone's blood Whoa, he was still wearing the shirt when he oh apparently that's insensitive (laughs) later in the episode we see him change so it's not a matter of that was the only shirt he had I appreciated that. Good point. Flick Jedi. Do you know who you want to vote off? Uh, no, I need a second. I'm ready. 
what vote off. <laughs> I forget how we even say this. Yeah, I don't know. Let's vote someone off. Three, one, two, two three, one. Myself. <gasps> because I didn't plan ahead. Um, that makes sense why you would say that. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just done. And I hope he never appears in another episode. Just kidding. <laughs> Hit me up, Terry. <laughs> MVP three one, two, two one Haddad because yeah. he's so good at video games. Wait, did Haddad do anything wrong in this episode? I thought he was like, I thought he was like uh, orchestrating the suicide bombing, yeah. and then he was okay. But he's a he's okay. a gamer boy too. See, I see how this is going. So I won't yell at you then. <laughs> I chose Saeed because he knows when to give and when to take. All those scenes with Locke where he was like, okay. They did a lot of feeling each other out. Mm-hmm. And like, they ultimately ended up on the same Saeed. Who's <laughs> Saeed are you on? Mm-hmm. And, but they don't trust each other. And they, uh, yeah, they're both really smart. They're a good match for each other. And that's they're why they'll really end up together. together. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Ugh. Bad daddy. Oh! <laughs> I had such a reaction. I just to haven't that. thought about that for a while. God. Just when I was feeling okay about Jack after the last episode, you had to remind me of that. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram to see more hot screenshots and um, video uh, screen recordings mm-hmm. of important moments that we mention. Yes. And follow us on Twitter to see the, um, what did I tweet? I don't know. Oh, I haven't video, checked Twitter. The video about the pilot. With, oh, Lost Making of the Pilot? Yeah, I put, I I just put up the timestamp yeah, of the polar I, bear part so I people really can watch that I really recommend it because that, that guy running through the tall grass with those Huge. polar bear pants also the puppet flying through the air it's so funny oh that air cannon the it's puppet so looks good great jj i don't know what your problem was <laughs> imagine shooting a gun at a flying puppet <laughs> i figured out what my uh, next birthday party is gonna be <laughs> okay bye